Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you serious? Hello, this is How to Kill an Hour. My name is Marcus Bronzy. There's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. Thank you in advance for killing some time with us. This is episode 100 part two and i'm joined by nick bright what's going on bruv what's happening mate so so really it's it's episode 101 like you you you're, you're clinging on to this 100 part two <laughs> like like i wasn't lucky enough to be 100 i've just missed out but you're trying to get me back in what it was was yeah is we never have ever actually done uh episode 100 we're like on episode 360 something or whatever now We've right. never done an episode 100, like we did 99, and then I just said, oh, we'll just save episode 100 for something when something special happens, you know? So um, I thought, yeah, I'm going to milk it. I know, I'm going to milk out to something special that happened. Uh, the award-winning status that How to Kill an Hour has, bruv. Come hey? on, come on. Pay <laughs> rises all round for everyone, you know what <laughs> I, I mean? Hang on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Um, yeah, proper chuff, man. So I just wanted to say, the first time I've actually got speech, you probably nick, innit? I gave you a brief call on the day, man, but freaking hell. Yeah. Ain't it good stuff, bruv? It, the, only, the only thing that I'm, like, annoyed about is that, obviously, because of lockdown and all of that, none of us could be at this bougie ceremony sipping champers and just being like, what? Yeah, award winning. You get me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? what? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the guys, the hound to kill our guys at the back, making noise. Not even their award coming up now, but, you know, they do. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone take the champagne away from those yeah. guys. Yeah, there's nothing better than that table wine hangover that you get the day after an award ceremony, right? Yeah. I remember, um, you know, the the... The best story I can remember about table wine was uh, I went to the Mobos in Glasgow a few years back now. This is when I first got on One Extra. So it must have been like 2000 and either 2010 or 2011. And uh, Trevor Nelson was on the table with us. And uh, Trevor was drunk as a skunk. And Trevor don't get drunk that often, but he was like smashed. And I remember up both sleeves of his, um, of his like suit jacket, he had like two bottles of wine. It was like, we'd already left the ceremony now. We were going to the after party and Trevor just like, it was like, do you want red or white? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Left or right, red or white. Like, <laughs> what is it about table wine that you know it's like, oh, on the first sip, you're like, Pwah, poof. I know it's free, but Pwah. but then like, the more you drink it, the table wine has this effect where it kind of just loses taste. I'm not even going to say it tastes yeah. nice. You just don't taste it anymore. You just feel about- the straight... Effects. I kind of feel like that's just alcohol in general. Like <laughs> at the start of the night when you're sober, you're like, 
oh, I don't know about this. This cocktail hasn't been made to the specification that I normally like. Then, mm. you know, bit, by 2 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> 2 a.m. It's like they're serving you up like the dregs of the like pint trays. And it's like, you're like, oh, this is delicious. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And then the next day you're like, oh yeah, it was that, it was that last glass of wine. It was, or it was that shot that, that done it. Really, in reality, no, it's not the last glass of wine or the last shot that you had. It's the 50 glasses that you had beforehand or the 50 cocktails, <laughs> man. <laughs> I hate that when people are like, oh, Marcus, that shot you got me last night, that's the reason I'm finished. I'm like, yeah, yeah, clearly. The one shot that I got yeah. you threw you over the edge, yeah? The, fi- the thing is, shots, though, they do, because alcohol, I was reading about this, yeah? Alcohol is... um. Uh, it's slow. It reacts slow to the body because it needs to soak into the blood, doesn't it? That's, mm-hmm. that's how it works. That's how you feel drunk. So the reason shots get people so smashed is because they do like three in a row. And obviously shots are like stronger as well. They bang three in a row and then 20 minutes later, they can't talk. Whereas like <laughs> when, you, when you're like drinking pints, it's like it's slow, isn't it? You're drinking yeah, a yeah. pint. It's like, you know, your whole thing taking you forever or wine or whatever. Shots are just lethal. That's why I don't do shots, mate. You know what I mean? I did... I went out, um, it must have been about three years ago, because I don't drink anymore anyway, you know what I mean? But I went out like three mm. years ago and um, I bought around, it was, it was, I'll tell you when it was, it was when I met my girlfriend's like group of friends for the first time. So you're putting your best foot forward and all that crap in it. Yeah. So like we went to this pub in East London, some trendy gaff where it cost me about 600 quid for these shots. And um, like I bought a whole tray of them for the friends and that. And then about five of the friends were like, oh no, I'm not drinking or, you know, I'm all right, blah, blah, blah. So I had like five shots of, I can't even remember what it was like, cause I don't like shots that much, but five of them left over and I just went, ah, fuck it. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> and then literally I'm not even joking. Next thing I know I'm on the other side of the pub. So their tables on like one side of the pub. I went to the toilet. I went, I went to go for a piss. I never made it back to the table. You know, <laughs> I was on the other side of the pub, just like mad <laughs> smashed. Like, my, my my new girlfriend, who's my, obviously my still my girlfriend now, but then it was all new. She had to come and like get me, and like she put me in the in the Uber. You know, <laughs> it's one of them ones. I was on the other side of the pub, like just talking rubbish. Just to clarify, this is the first time you met her circle of friends. Yep. But like the thing is though, they loved it. Now they they look back on it now when I meet those friends and they love it because it was now I don't drink, but they're always like, Way <laughs> we remember the first time we met you, you could even talk. <laughs> it was that was just oh. so peak. I was so smashed, man. You know what I mean? One of them ones. You know when you like you see you know when you're out and you're sober and you see people who are in a real state and you judge them, you're like, Oh, look at that. That was me. I was the person getting judged. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, if I meet someone for the first time and then they get absolutely wasted, I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> don't know. A bit of a waste, man. <laughs> I don't know if they're really like, a, they really are, you know, very adequate socially if they come out and meet me for the first time and neck a whole, whole tray of shots. So, you know. <laughs> well, I bought them, the problem was, I bought them for everybody else and then they declined them and I'm like, this shit cost me so much dough because we're in this East London trendy place. I'm not wasting this. Just banged them all. Like five of them. <laughs> never the thought never crossed your again. mind to sip them at all. Like you could just have a little pop one shot and chill for a bit. No, because who wants to sip shots? They're disgusting. The whole point mm. of shots is to get like, I want to get it over and done with. <laughs> Unless you're drinking like, you know, sours or, you know, the nice ones. 
that don't do anything. I don't think at our age we're allowed to actually get sours. If we go to a bar and ask for like five apple sours, I'll be like, sorry, we don't serve your age. Those yeah. shots. You're too old for that. You've got ID. <laughs> yeah, have you got honestly, ID for that? Honestly, come on, I'm, I'm young enough. Yeah, promise, promise. Like, I'm in uni and everything. I've done an essay too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a mature student. <laughs> so are you fully teetotal now? Well, like... Um, I wouldn't say like fully teetotal. Like if I've got this weird kind of rule where like if I'm abroad, which obviously ain't happening at the moment, yeah. um, but like if I go somewhere hot or whatever, or, you know, I'm seeing friends abroad, I'll drink then. But I, I haven't been drunk since New Year's Eve. Like not, not the latest New Year's Eve, the one before that. Really? Um, that was, yeah, that was the last time I was fully drunk. Um, Cause I did that, that year I decided I was going to do dry Jan and then, um, just just carried on you know what i mean and and to, like 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 i said it's not it's not like a complete shutdown like i'll drink low alcohol beer or non-alcoholic beer um because like i just like a beer you know what i mean when it's hot beer lovely mm. beer mate pint um but yeah it's, it's not like you know i'll never ever drink again but i just I think me and you have spoke about this in the past, Marcus, just that as I've got older, man, the hangovers as well, just get more secure, uh, more, more severe. Anybody, any young person listening to this right now, you know, like who's like, what are you talking about, man? Like I feel bad for like an hour in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit don't last. Like mm-hmm. when you get older, them hangovers, they're lasting the whole weekend. If you get smashed on a Friday, you're still feeling it Monday morning when you go to work, mate. You best believe if you are under the age of 20 right now listening to this, what you think is a hangover, like Nick Bright said, is probably the end of a hangover. Yeah. yeah at our age. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, it's, it's, I remember my first proper hangover. I actually thought I was dying. I actually was think I, th- I couldn't open the curtains because it was it's too, horrible. it was too light. I, I think I lay in the fetal position for six hours, mm-hmm. sipping, sipping at water. And I remember just sipping the water. The noise of the water going down my throat was loud. It was like, <laughs> oh, it was horrendous. Horrendous. It's, it's, it's so weird how that happens. And the, the mad thing is, I feel like an old man even talking like this because I can remember being, you know, younger and being like, nah, man, that's not going to be me. What are you chatting about? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But for, like, we're not even old, bruv. Like, nah. in your early 30s, is not even old. But for some reason, just the recovery rate, like, it just drops hard. It's, I guess it's like being a professional athlete. But like, where... You're, I like this. You're, yeah, your fitness. You know, like, you know like how professional footballers, right, when they're in their 20s and whatever, their recovery rate is mad quick. They can play, yeah. they can play a game, and then if there's a game midweek, they're cool, they can play that. As soon as they get in their 30s, that ain't happening. If they play 190 minutes on the Saturday, they can't play again until the following Saturday, and even then they're still feeling it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like we're basically drinking for us now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're like professional athletes. You know? <laughs> like we can only do it once a week. Yeah, yeah. If we and if we do a full a full game, yeah. If we play both halves, woof. Yeah. Might need a couple of weeks off. You're you're licked. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I need some physio. I hear that but you know at least we've got good non-alcoholic beers now. Like over the last mm. couple of years, there's a natural selection of. Not just like mainstream beers, because there was always like a, I think there was always a Bex Blue that's been around for a few yeah, years. Yeah, Bex Blue. One that f- feels like they put a bit more effort into it. Do you know what I mean? Like, Heine- I do like a non-alcoholic Heineken, you know, that's quite nice. Yeah, they do yeah, it by not, draft as well uh, in yeah, some yeah. places. Heineken Zero is one of, the, one of the best ones in terms of 
like the the rep the matching of the flavor of the actual heineken really yeah. really good and they do, and they do do that in draft um but also you can get like craft non-alcoholic lagers and ales and stuff now as well for the like hipster market and i and i read a thing somewhere um that the low alcohol no alcohol market i think it's called the low co maybe i might have made that up but you have to yeah. google it um that market is one of the fastest growing because young people now are for some reason going teetotal uh, much more than when we were young when we were young it's like people couldn't wait to be smashed people were like drinking at the bus stop or in the park by the time they were 16 getting mm-hmm. smashed you know what i mean <laughs> drinking that cider out of that big blue bottle you know Nowadays, <laughs> uh, it's true though drinking it for a straw spinning round just trying to get just like as drunk as you can <laughs> for as cheap as you can um but now these kids, um, the, the like rate of teetotalness amongst um, generation, whatever they're bloody called nowadays, and I don't know the generation. I always get lost. X, Y, millennials. You know what I mean? Mm. The, the, that generation, they're drinking way less. So like non-alcoholic brands um, or non-alcoholic um, drinks, it's a really, really uh, fast growing market. So if you are trying to get into business, it's worth looking at that. 100%. If you've not already set up your PPE sales business and made an absolute load of coin, the next thing you want to be doing is zero alcohol. But yeah, I thought about it. There's no brewing process, probably less legislation because you're not selling alcohol. It's just a juice of some sort. Mm. And to be honest, they charge you a bit more than they would for a Coca-Cola. So to be fair, you're making better margin than if you're selling soft drinks. And yeah. it's, it's an and, and yeah, like people are used to paying like a fiver for a beer or six, six quid for a pint in London. So you could ch- charge four pound for a non-alcoholic beer. Bosh, making money. Yeah, I've, I've noticed a lot of places now, like the, the disparity in price between, um, you know, alcoholic and non-alcoholic beers is hardly anything because of that. They're, they're, they're basically charging you the same amount of money for a non-alcoholic beer, almost. But in terms of the brewing process, I don't know this for a fact, but I did read again somewhere that it, a lot of them they actually do brew it as beer and then they remove the alcohol later. So, so it tastes, so they can get the taste as close as possible, Mm. um, to, to an actual alcoholic beer. Um, so for that reason, I don't know what the actual legislation is in terms of like, because when you do buy a non-alcoholic beer in the supermarket on the self-service checkout, for example, you still have to get, you still have to show them your ID. Um, Even when it, even when it's like a 0.0, um, but I don't know whether that's just because the soup, because it comes from the same aisle as the alcohol or what. Mm. But, um, I think there's still traces of booze in it. So, um, yeah, for that, for that reason, it's still classed as alcohol. But I'm, I'm oh, loving yeah. it. There's, there's, my favorite one at the moment is, um, you know, Brooklyn Beer. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got one called Special Effects, I think it's called. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just refreshing AF, bruv. Just, psh. I could drink one right now, actually. I'm getting myself at it. <laughs> Do you know what? I need, I need to get back on the zero beers. I'd love to tell you that I've been living a teetotal lifestyle. I've been eating sensibly. I've been exercising loads. But if I'll be honest with you, Nick, I've been drinking wine. I've been not really working out as much. I've, I've, I've not really been eating that healthy. It, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have pizza for lunch today. Yeah. Did you bought it? What pizza? I had to go to the Papa. I had to go see oh, Papa John's. Even Papa though Papa John's. Papa John's a bit racist, but you know. The no, pizzas. what? No, no. Oh, oh, what? Just because it's, pla- is it what? Racist because it's playing on the Italian card or has he done something racist? No, no. He, the, the, is the he? actual oh, CEO. Fucks. Hang on, wait, let me. Let me, let me <laughs> he dropped the N word. Oh, all right. Well, Domino's? <laughs> wait, wait, let me find it. Oh, oh man. John. 
racist. Oh, fuck's sake. Let me just get it. Uh, Papa John's founder, John Shatner, resigns over racial slur. This was in 2018. <sighs> this guy. Oh, no. Oh. Well, no. Nick's just the showing guy who's on like He's on the, on the boxes and everything, isn't he? The founder and chairman of pizza <laughs> chain, Papa John's, has resigned hours after being forced to apologize for using a racial slur uh, in a conference call in May. So you're Use telling me when I proudly walk around, when I pick up my Papa John's and I, you know, where I'm taking out my rubbish and I take out the, the pizza box and put it into the bin afterwards, my neighbors are seeing me and going, fucking idiot. Yeah. Eating yeah, that yeah. racist pizza. They're going, I hope you enjoyed that racist, terrible <laughs> pizza, Marcus. Yeah. Black Lives Matter, Marcus. Yeah. And you're eating Papa John's. Well done, mate. Well done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, that'll be the last time I have that delicious buttery sauce again then. Yeah. Sorry to ruin it for you uh, because he's, <laughs> his pizzas are nice. And for anybody else listening to this, you know, I may have ruined Papa John's for you. Um, yeah, well. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure though. I mean, nobody can be sure or certain, but Pizza Hut and Domino's, they must have had racists involved somewhere. There's so many racists in the world out there, you know. Uh, who, who knows? I have a feeling if I Google Pizza Hut and racist and then pizza, I then type in Domino's and racist, I'll just not eat pizza again from a takeaway. I'll have to just go to Pizza Express or something. And then you know what I'll do? I'll probably Google Pizza Express and racist. There's racists everywhere. You know what you have to do? You have to make your own pizza, Marcus, mate. You know? <laughs> it's not the same though, is it? It's a bit like Never the, back same. In the day when you used to want pizza for, for dinner as a kid and your mum would be like, I've got one in the freezer. Mum, don't even, what are you eating? What, what? Don't even say that. You know it's not the same. And now that I'm an adult, I think there's no way my mum actually thought it was the same. She's just saying this because she doesn't want to give me the delicious, <laughs> lovely pizza that I want. And she wants to give me this crap, cardboard two pound pizza from the frozen aisle in tesco it, it tastes like a biscuit without sugar in it that's what that base tastes like on those pizzas those it's definitely those, not a buttery biscuit base it's not a buttery biscuit base but um how is lockdown treating you nick before we get into the format of dropping a clip from over the last four years of how to kill an hour yeah man it's not too bad like i think we're all pretty used to it now um all these months down and also things have eased quite a lot in the UK now uh, compared to like March, uh, late March, kind of early April. That's when it was super strict and everybody was sort of working from home. Now more and more things are open. So it feels a little bit more normal apart from like, I would say way more people are wearing masks and stuff now. Uh, and it's pretty normal. You, you think back to kind of pre-COVID, um, you know, if you saw lots of people wearing masks, you'd be like, oh, that's a bit strange. Or why are they wearing, you, you would like question it. You know, you'd be like, yeah. oh, why, why are they wearing masks? Whereas now it's like, we obviously know why because it's a bloody global pandemic, but also like, it's just normal. And the weird thing is now it's, it's, it's about to be compulsory in, in shops in, yeah. in the UK. But even, you know, I don't want to, I say the UK in England um, because the devolved nations don't want to turn this into a political podcast, but the devolved nations make up their own rules. So, yeah. And Scotland's um, got their shit sorted out. That's what they have. Yeah. They've got their shit well, going the right way. Scotland um, hasn't had, hasn't registered any deaths for, I think it's seven consecutive days at the time of recording this, you know, Wales has had days where they've not had uh, any deaths, Northern Ireland as well. England, <laughs> so much. Um, so that's a bit of a, a, a bit annoying, but yeah, um, the uh, the kind of mask thing is going to be compulsory in shops. But the weird thing is they've now turned around and said, like, 
if you're going into like say like Pret to buy a sandwich, you don't have to wear a mask. No. Because Michael Gove, one of the uh, politicians, was spotted in one of these shops not wearing a mask, even though it does. the thing that I don't get is it doesn't come in until the 24th of July, but he was spotted and then the politicians were all on TV saying, oh, no, you don't have to wear a mask if you're buying a sandwich. <laughs> like, What's, what a, what a obscure like, little thing that you can't do. So if you're going into the shop to get a cup of coffee or a sandwich, I presume you can take the mask off. But if you go into the same size kind of shop and you're getting, like, I don't know, some paper clips or something, got to wear a mask. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just, You'd think. I, I don't know how they're going to enforce it, man. That's the thing for me. Like they're saying the police, there's going to be like a hundred quid fine if, um, you know, if the police are called and you're yeah. not wearing a mask or whatever. But there's people out there, there's these nutters out there. You must have seen them on the internet who like are anti-mask. They're like, they think it's a muzzle. They think the government's trying to control us and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fam, just, just shut up and put a mask on. Like it is, you can take it off when you come out the shop. No yeah. one's saying you have to sew it to your face. Yeah, yeah. I think there's worse things that I could get like tricked over doing by the government. If I found out this was all a hoax or all just some some nonsense from the government, I'd be like, all right, you got me. Wore a mask for a few weeks. <laughs> it's not like it's anything that's really gonna damage my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, you know, they're hacking into our Twitter accounts and asking for millions in Bitcoin. You know? <laughs> it's not like they're doing that. They're so just saying... Spread some light on that one, Nick, before we jump into the clip. That's a great story. Uh, yeah, basically, Twitter getting hacked. Um, it, was, it was a bit wild. Twitter got hacked last <laughs> night. Um, lots of high-profile accounts, including Barack Obama, yeah. um, Elon Musk, um, Kim Kardashian West, <laughs> loads of Kanye others, basically. Well, yeah. Yeah, Kanye, and, and it was like all of them were tweeting, um, basically saying if you put in like a certain amount of Bitcoin, they're going to match it or they're going to... I didn't really f read the tweets, but from when it was like, you give me money, I'm like, how are people still falling for this in, in big old 2020? It's like the original when email first came around and you used to get a random email from someone who's like, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm in the army and uh, I, I can't get home to see my family. Can you send me some money? It's like, no, why are you sending money to strangers? Like, I don't care if they're celebrities. Like, even if it was them asking for the dough, I'm not sending it. And also of all people that need dough, you know that they're probably, you know, not really the kind of person that needs you to send them a grand or 500 quid or 100 quid or whatever. But um, what, what's amazing about this hack, though, is it's not like Nick said hack. It's not like they've hacked the separate accounts. The people that hacked this hacked Twitter at the top level and were in Twitter. They were getting involved in Twitter in the way that only the people that own Twitter can do. And it got me thinking. Are these guys just sliding in the DMs, having a little look at what Kanye's got in his DMs? You would. What Kim's got. Like, if you, didn't, if you didn't do that, you're mad. Like, can you imagine, like, if I had hacked into Twitter, I'd be looking at, um, I'd be looking at President Trump's tweets, like, like DMs, he's DMing Kim Jong-un, saying, yo fam, don't press that red button, I'll come and beat you up, bro. Send him like, a DM <laughs> picture of him holding yeah. the, the, um, the, the football, you know, the briefcase has got the button in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my button's bigger than yours like I'll be looking at everything you think yeah. of the stuff that those people know now that they could release to, to newspapers they can make more money doing that than they can with this stupid bitcoin shit you know what I mean <laughs> just like get all get, 
get all the info and then hold those celebs to ransom. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> but the funniest thing that came out of it, actually, was I was directly impacted by this hack. Um, not because they decided to tweet people off of my account asking for Bitcoins, but because hilariously, I am one of the people who's verified on Twitter. Uh, every single bl- uh, blue tick account or blue check, if you're listening in the States, every single account that's verified could not tweet yesterday. So uh, I was effectively in Twitter jail. I was trying to tweet and it, it wasn't happening. Wasn't fun, bruv. Wasn't a fun day. I'll tell you that for free, man. But I, yeah. I, did en- I, I did very much enjoy it, though, that like lots of people I follow who aren't verified were like, um, they were tweeting things like, I'm taking this moment to say I am the king of Twitter and all this crap. Like, you know, because like... You could <laughs> add people. Of, yeah, basically anybody who had a, 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 blue t- a blue check, you couldn't do anything. You couldn't yeah. reply to tweets. You couldn't start your own tweet. The only thing you could do was retweet. So some yeah. people, there's some pages that like they've tweeted every letter of the alphabet. So some people were retweeting... Like, like trying to make sentences and one guy that i know just retweeted help me <laughs> h-e-l-p-m-e <laughs> people joking uh, you know what i gotta love twitter sometimes man i love it when the internet wins man obviously yeah, yeah. a big win for the entanglement stuff uh, i don't want to get too deep into it but blooming out memes the rate that memes are spinning around nowadays bruv I don't I've, understand. I, 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 I said this on my on my one extra radio show because um I think all that that went down on a Friday and I was on yeah. the air on a Saturday, and um I said I can understand if it was like a reality TV show star doing that because that's what they do. Someone from Love Island, someone from you know flipping whatever reality. They only wears Essex, made in Chelsea, whatever. Like for them to go on a platform and discuss all the ins and outs and the dirty laundry in their relationship. That's what they do. That's how they've got famous. But for two of the biggest stars in the world to do that, for me, I just felt a little bit sad. I was like, Will Smith is a legend. You don't need to be doing this stupidness. Like, like, you ain't that desperate for clicks. Come on, man. You're both millionaires. Like, yes, this this, this shit has all come out about August Alcina, but just let it let it run. You don't need to comment on like everything. If that was me and I was in their position, I was as famous and rich as them. I'd be like, no comment. The end. For real. For real. And any future interview, yeah, just don't bring it up in it. Otherwise yeah. the interview's done. Exactly. That's what the big celebs trust. Trust me, you know this, Marcus, yeah. and I know this because we work in this industry. Sometimes when you get certain artists or, you know, famous people in for a conversation, their PR people are like, no questions about that. Otherwise, everything mm. lock off mm. um you know and it's funny actually one of the things you could have spoke to ace about is uh <laughs> i don't I, I don't know whether i mean this is this is out there because it's been spoken about but he um he interviewed georgia smith a little while back when she was um she i think she was um performing at one extra live mm. and it was a pre-recorded interview and uh, her people were like no questions about drake because this was alleged, <laughs> allegedly when she was seeing Drake, and which is alleged, we can't alleged, say whether yeah. it actually happened or not. Uh, but in this pre-recorded interview, Ace just just boomed in with a question about <laughs> question about Drake, and her people were just like, "Click, that's that." <laughs> 
I love how Ace just just bowled in with that question, bruv. You bowled because in like it was it, the basement. You rolled in, in, in bruv. In a way, it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that story. That Ace talking about falling down the stairs in slow motion. The way he describes the story as well. I'm like, how? Like when you fall down the stairs, it's quick. You know what I mean? When you see people fall down the stairs, it is a quick thing because it's like, but dum 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 dum. Like you know, it's done. Ace is describing it like it took 20 minutes. It's falling down the stairs like... (laughs) Clawing at the wallpaper. I could just imagine that. Claw marks. (laughs) And the worst thing was, like, the whole family are there as well, you know? Yeah. So were they at the bottom of the stairs where that he was falling down? Or were it, they... In his version of the story, some people made it down the stairs to help him because he took so long to fall down it. <laughs> they were down there before he got yeah, there. They were yeah. there to rescue him at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, but shout out to him for just running straight in with that question. And what, did they literally just lock the interview off or did they say clip that, that can't go in? Yeah. I don't know whether he went straight in with the question because it was a conversation I was having with his producer. I don't, know, I, I don't know if it was like the question number one, but basically so, like... Drake. Yeah. <laughs> basically they said no, no chat about Drake and um, yeah, he, he just didn't listen and asked the question about Drake, which in a way, like, you know, I, I, I do respect because sometimes as broadcasters, it's, um, you know, if you get somebody in for an interview and you don't ask the question that is on everybody's lips... People question you. People say, why didn't you ask about this? And it's like, it's because like, they're trying to tell me I can't. I mean, but it's all about how you do it, I guess. One time I got away with it. So um, I interviewed Miguel, mm-hmm. um, the R&B singer. And it was just after, you remember when he like leg dropped someone? He was trying to jump over. Uh, do you remember that? He was trying to like jump over a gap <laughs> or something, but he didn't make it. And he just basically like Hulk Hogan <laughs> off the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> he like leg dropped someone in the crowd. <laughs> that was jokes. I totally forgot about that. There were there anyway. were memes for that. There were oh, memes where they was... cut out the music and they put in like WWE commentary. It's like no 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 wait 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 oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, uh, Jr. and the King. The commentary. But um, yeah, basically his people were like, no questions about the leg drop. Yeah. But then I just got it in at the end. The very yeah. last question I asked him, you know, I mean, this was pre-recorded as well. And they, and they, they said it was cool because I, I didn't go, just go in and be like, what were you thinking? I was, I was <laughs> like, I was like, bro, I've got to ask you about this leg drop, man. Like, come on, we couldn't have you on without talking about it. Like, what was you thinking when it happened? Like, just in a like jokey manner and like him and his people were cool about it, which was which is cool. So, but if I was just like, yo, bro, that leg drop was out of order, mate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was a good one though. The leg drop. Oh, I forgot the mate, the, the rate that the internet moves at. I mean, freaking Tiger King. That was, that feels like months ago now. It was that, months ago. It feels yeah, like years that, ago. That was the beginning of the lockdown, innit? Everybody was watching Tiger King. And also, um, I was thinking about, um, Race Across the World, you know, the TV show Race Across the World on BBC. Yeah. Like everybody was obsessed with that at the beginning of lockdown. And that feels like months and months ago. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But um, yeah, I th- who knows how the future is going to be for us, man. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of getting used to this vibe now. But anyway, um, what we what we are going to do in this episode is we've been pulling clips from each of the presenters that we spoke to. So obviously you've heard about Ace's Canadian experience. And um, it's time for us to draw for a clip, Nick, from an episode you were part of something that was that was brand new at the time on the show, and it's something that sent shockwaves through the How to Kill an Hour content and our interviews probably 
to this day, actually. It probably will be something that comes up in the future as well, man. Um, so here's a clip you should have from- you you said it made a splash. <laughs> a real plop. Oh, I knew you knew what was coming up. Uh, this is from episode 270. So this is the origins. Even, even though this is episode 100 and 100B <laughs> or whatever you called it, you know, we've time traveled. <laughs> That's right. Uh, 270. And this is the origin of our stand up or sit down question. I don't know if you saw this story, but, but apparently there's a there's a number of Brit, Brits. They surveyed, I think they surveyed um, British men. Mm-hmm. And they asked them, like, how many British guys sit down to take a piss? Yeah. And, like, quite a lot of guys said, yes, I don't know what the figures are. But I'm just going to state right now, I have never sat down to take a piss, only a piss. You know what I mean? Like, I might sit down, have a shit, bit of a piss. But I'm not like, because it's long, it's more work. People go, oh, it's a treat. You know, why stand up when you can sit down? Because you have to take all your fucking, like, trousers down to your ankles and shit. It's long. So you by your face, I'm guessing that you you're a sit down pisser. Yeah, but like, not. I wouldn't like if I'm out and about and I'm at a bar or something. I yeah, go but to of the toilet. It's disgusting. What? By the way, Billy has positioned his yeah, seat in the studio that. to face me in such a great. But yeah, like if I wake up in the morning, and I'm knackered. If it's like nighttime, you know, you go for the nighttime piss. Like yeah. you're knackered at I night. I still ain't sat down though. But I mean, um, Billy's got something. I feel. I feel. I hope Billy's on my team with this. Or a shit in a piss at the same time. Yeah, of course we're standing up, but. I've got a question for you. Go on. I had this conversation at work a few weeks ago. So trying to embarrass me. Um, <laughs> when you take a shit, yeah, right? Do you stand up or do you sit down to wipe your ass? Sit down to wipe my ass. I stay sitting. No way. I stand up. up. You stand oh up to God. shit, right? We need to come right no, back to that. Stand up to wipe, wipe my ass. We're getting right back to that. We're, once we deal with piss, we're going for shit. What? Once we deal with piss, we're going for shit. But for pissing, admit to me, if you ever wake up at night and you're tired, yeah? And you're like you're knackered, and you don't want to you don't want to wait you don't want to go to the toilet and wake up too much. So when you come back to your room, you're, you're knackered again, right? Yeah, you're, yeah. You, oh, you're too awake to go back to sleep. If you sit down, you don't wake up as much. If you sit no, down for a piss, yeah, but it's, there's more work <clears throat> to sit. This is what I don't understand. What do you wear to bed? A freaking like layers. I just wear boxes and a t-shirt. So I just pull my boxes down. You still want to pull them boxes down, man? If you if you're standing up, you could just put them to the side. Yeah, put them to the side. Straight piss. Then back in the bed, boy. Technically, I could pull him to the side and sit down, but then there's too much room for error there. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? Piss on your boxes. And, and also, when you sit down, man, some guys like my mate, a good friend of mine, you've met him. He's done a few escape rooms with us. Yeah, um, legend. Yeah, when when he he sometimes he sits down for a piss. He, he's a sit down pisser a lot as well. Sometimes he sits down for a piss and then he's like, I quite fancy a shit now. <laughs> you got your boxer shorts there. That's gonna be peak, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. You're gonna shit yourself. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm quite aware of when I want to go for a shit. Like, I, don't, I don't think he um, stands up to wipe his ass though. I mean, that's the when, next level. When he goes to your house though for a piss, does he ever sit down? No, I think if he's in, I think he's in other people's houses or whatever. I draw the line there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I draw yeah. the line there. I'd Safety my your own home. Yeah, my, in my house, I'll sit down for a yeah. piss. But like, if I just want to piss, it's cool. But if it's nighttime, if it's between the hours of one a.m. and five thirty, when I get up most days, I'm probably sitting down for a piss. You get up at five thirty. You, know. you, you fucking mad. Who is this guy? It's just, you know, so I can enjoy that piss in peace, mate. Just get to 5.30. But now on to wiping I mean, the, the, this is a Billy. whole new but, thing. I've got no idea what's going on in this room <laughs> right now. <laughs> Man, so he stands up to wipe you stand up to wipe your I just want to say, Billy, though, when you stand up, the way that our anatomy is created, your cheeks are closer together. So you're creating, if you're, if you've, if you've, 
If you had a messy, if it's not a clean, if it's not a clean operation, clean you, you're doing the equivalent of of uh, of um adding pressure to a chocolate spread sandwich. Chocolate spread's gonna start oozing all over oh, the place, dude. mate. Yeah, but that never happens. So you tell him you lean forward and then yeah, yeah. That's what everyone. That's does. what everyone does. No, no. This lean is, forward. This is what are you going to stand up? Standing like the near the bath. <laughs> stand what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, <laughs> so you stand up but do you sit down again to get some more paper or do you stay standing and because you notice the paper is at like waist height you stay standing wow all right let's all be honest here then right after a couple of wipes do you give the paper a little check to see if, if you need to wipe again yeah, of course you do. yeah you do that yeah <laughs> everybody has to do that you have to do that yeah but are you trying to tell me that, say, like, somebody accidentally walked in on you, Billy, in the bathroom after a couple of wipes, they could potentially see you standing up with your trousers around cock your ankles, out, you cock know? and balls swinging out, with you holding a bit of shitty paper, looking at it. Is that potentially what could happen, Billy? The door's Billy? always shut, it? So I'm just saying, if, if somebody walked in, that's what they could see. I've been safe so far. No one's walked in. Fucking hell. I've got a mate at uni. This was, um, Go on on. Tw- this was on Twitter a lot. It was like, who sits down? There's, like, there's like a lot of people on my side. There are a lot? No. Yes. Really? Really? Yes, I'll put, I'll put up this article now. Can we do a poll on the How to Kill an Hour Instagram and what then we the come hell? back to this next week? Can we do a poll on this, please? On the How to Kill an Hour Insta, Billy, and we have to come back to this next time me and Nick are in the Stand studio together. Stand up swipers. They're, yeah. they're out there. We're going to do polls on all of our socials over the next week and find that out, Billy. Billy, don't try and prove a point. We're going to leave it to the people. There could right? be somebody listening to this right now. Look around your office. Mm. Look where you're listening. They, they stand up ass wipers around you. Yeah. People there, they look so unassuming. But they stand up to wipe their ass and they sit down to go for a piss. What's the world coming to? <laughs> so <I> wrong. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> that feels like so long ago. But I mean, it's still relevant, as relevant today as it was then. You know, you've got people in lockdown now who are standing up to wipe their asses. Shit's but- wild. It is, shit is wild, literally. Do you know what? We we have asked that question to a number of guests since then, Nick. And I think, I mean, Billy was obviously the, I mean, I can't ever look at him the same way again. I mean, he's he's hold a, uh, held a lot of heat from our guests that are sitters. But we've also had a number of standers as well. It's almost been 50-50, you know, Nick. Well, I hope you've blacklisted all of those people that stand up, you know. <laughs> They're on a the shit list. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't surprise me that um, that Billy is, is is one of them, to be honest. But you know, all these other celebs and that, you know, they're, they're binned. They're I've been flushed. asking the question in real life, you know, <laughs> flushed like it. I've been asking people in real life. I was going to say, have you mentioned it to anyone, or have you just left it in your past because you never want to reapproach it? Well, to be honest, it's not really a conversation starter. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, 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 you're not really going to, it's not going to be your opening gambit. Excuse me, I was just wondering, um, do, you, uh, do you stand up or sit down when you wipe your ass after you've had a shite? At least they'll remember you, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> It'll be a distant memory as well. You know what I mean? Can you imagine that's your opening gambit on Tinder or Bumble? You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me, love. Liked your pictures, but uh, big question. <laughs> Do you uh do you stand up or sit down when you wipe your ass, darling? Cool. I mean, not in a weird way. I just like to know what I'm getting into. Not in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there is there any other way? 
but yeah, man, uh, that was that was definitely a very funny episode, and and it's one. It's a question now. Whenever we have a guest in, and I go, you can tell the ones that have listened to a few episodes beforehand with guest interviews because I'm like, I've got a question to ask you, and they're like, fuck, here we go. They know they get all tense, and they're like, is it is it is it the question? I'm like, yep, it is, mate. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm just shocked by the by the evenness of of kind of stats. I really thought it was going to be like a one person out of 10, but whenever we've done, we've done multiple, like um, uh, what they call polls on Twitter, on Instagram, we've done stuff with just getting replies from the show. It always works out at like 55, 45 stands it. That is just wild to me because the, the mechanics of doing it standing up, like I don't want to get too graphic for people. They might be eating right now whilst listening to the pod, but like if you're sitting down, you know, stuff's more spread, if you get what I mean. Yeah, man. Like, whereas if you're standing up, stuff's a bit more, like, clenched together. You know what I mean? I hope Billy's got a supply of wet wipes in his bathroom because he's going to need them. Well, A said he might have a small batty, so he's not got much cheek that's going to get in the way. So it might be a slim batty thing. If, if you've not got much cheek, then you oh, don't said need Billy's to worry about that. Oh, you said Billy's got a small batty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Billy's I thought you meant sl- Ace had a small batty. <laughs> I was like, are you taking the piss? Huh? I love Ace. He's my bro, but that, that is a total lie. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> no, I reckon that slim, slim, those with less cheek don't need to work, that can stand up a little bit. But I don't know, man. I mean, we had CJ Beats was on and his technique from Amsterdam was him actually standing. He stands up and turns around to face the door, which made for a very, yeah, that's right. He, he, so he stands up and turns around like he's facing the lavatory. For a wee, and that's how he wipes his bum. I allow it, man, because then you're like, like you're face to face with your own shit. Like, what is going on? Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. What's wrong with these people? <laughs> I'll never know, look bro. at them the same again. I don't know. Like people's bathroom, like their bathroom behaviors. I do find them like not intriguing is the wrong word, but it differs so much. Everybody, whatever everyone does in the bathroom they presume that's what everyone else does. So yeah. for example, if you're a tongue scraper, you're like, yeah, everyone must tongue scrape. If you're not, you're like, well, you fucking tongue scrapes. Do you know what I mean? But obviously it goes all the way down to shitting as well. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a sketch on tongue scrapers actually on, uh, you know, do you know that Mitchell and Webb look, you know, the guys yeah. from Peep Show, yeah. they got the, the sketch show that they do, that Mitchell and Webb look. And like, they're, they're basically like, they work in, um, like they work for like a, toothbrush company and they keep coming up with like bullshit inventions for the toothbrush like we put blue bristles in um and then in 1999 we put a thing on the back and then we did we put zigzag bristles in where are we going next and then they they go around the table and he's like what are we gonna do how are we gonna make people carry on buying new toothbrushes and then uh, one guy just goes i think we can make people brush their tongues and everyone around the table goes, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> brush their tongues. And he's like, no, 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 no. Listen to me. If we tell them they have to brush their tongues, they'll do it. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that is what's happened, isn't it? Like now everyone's yeah. like, like making yourself gag like, and shit when you're brushing teeth. But, you know, everybody does it. Yeah, man. I tell you what, I love a good old tongue scrub. i got a... Um, I've got a special setting on my toothbrush, got an electric one, and I can flip it over. If it's got like the tongue bit on the back of it, the little ridges. Oh, yeah. love a good tongue scrape, bruv. Really gets tongue, me going. 
there's a there's a like a facebook advert that for like this weird tongue scraper and mm. the advert makes me feel queasy man it's like it's like a it's like a thing that you use to actually scrape your tongue it's not like mm. connected to your toothbrush or anything but the advert just shows like some dude scraping his tongue and then all this like I don't know, like oh, it shows all the junge, all the junge and the shit coming off his tongue. Yeah, oh, I'm like, I don't disgusting. need to see this. Yeah, it's like it's disgusting. so nasty. That is like oh, that man. is like there being a toilet paper advert and the person wipes their ass and holds up the tissue and goes, look, yeah. I've got loads of shit off it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Which is what people that. do really when they wipe their ass. They they always have a little check. Oh, oh yeah, never check the first first wipe. Uh, well, yeah, on but that so, as well. But the, yeah, but sometimes though, sometimes the ghost one, bruv. Like you, you, you do a dump, and then it's like even on the first wipe, there's nothing there. It's the like, magic what? shit. They're the best ones though, because you're in and out the toilet mad fast. And then you've got other ones where it's like fucking, you just wiping <laughs> forever. You know them ones. Where it's like, yeah. Why is it you get those ones when you've got shit to do though? When you're in a rush yeah, a little bit as well, like, like stress. Like, fucking hell, what is going on here? Man's been. Like, I've used nearly a whole roll. Fucking hell. Shit needs to stop. <laughs> oh man. Ah, oh, see, look, you could talk about shit all day long. All day long. Food cast. cast. Hey, there, hey, go, yeah. there we yeah. go. Great minds. Yeah. And again, hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, to be fair, though, on, on lockdown, Nick, I've loved seeing your setup on your social medias. You have got that looking. Chris, I mean, right now we're, we're not at said setup at the moment. Yeah. But another it's not quite as good as yours at the moment, even though, you know, we, 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 we I don't want to shatter the illusion for everybody, but um, Marcus isn't actually in the How to Kill an Hour studio. Uh, and I, the only way I can tell is uh, I've been to the studio and I know that you wouldn't be sitting there because you'd be sat in the corner, like facing the wall. It'd be a <laughs> very weird place to sit. Um, and secondly, because you're shirt is your shirts like the writing's green says hawkins mm. and then every now and then every now and then, it's not happening now but every now and then it kind of you can see because you've, you've got a green screen basically yeah 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 um so like you can see like you, you the, the hawkins go see-through so you can basically. see through me yeah sick man uh you know what i'll be honest with you a couple people have slid in the dms seeing a few clips and have gone oh right is your studio open during during lockdown <laughs> oh great oh, really? man yeah <laughs> Yeah, and some of the times it's like not even when I've had the green screen, I've just been sitting like in the kitchen or something like that, and I've got the mic up, and I've just used the normal Zoom cutout, which you still see a green like line around me, and they're like, "Yeah, no, mate, that, yeah, it looks alright. That studio is it open now." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 man, cool, cool, cool." Like, yeah, the normal you know. Zoom cutout. The reason I'm not using it is because because I got fuzzy hair. Look, I'll, I'll put Carol Baskin on. And it's like my hair just looks shit. Like, I love the I fact that that's, why is that the one you've got ready to go? Just just because it's funny, isn't it? That's you know, I mean? class, yes. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. <laughs> did you uh, see did you see um the prank someone played on a on a Facebook Live the other day oh, where they got mate. her to shout out Rolf Harris and Jimmy oh. America's always say it, Jimmy no, Seville. It, 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 yeah, it was for it was for there's this website called Cameo and it's like if you're like a Z-list celebrity, basically, you can, um, people can submit messages to you, uh, pay you for it, and you just like shout someone out on their birthday or whatever. Somebody, it's just peak British humor, basically. Uh, somebody submitted Rolf Harris on his birthday and Jimmy Savile, who if you're, if you're not across who they are, they're basically two um, presenters uh, from like the 70s and 80s in the UK who basically turned out to be notorious pedophiles um which is very very dark 
but it is peak British humor. That right there is just like British people. That's that's like what we think is funny. What we'll do is we'll get this woman who has no idea who these people are because, you know, most Americans probably have no idea who those people are and we'll get her to say this. And uh, yeah, it kind of went viral. I haven't seen her. Has she, um, has she mentioned anything about it or I've only seen the clips? I don't think, I don't think there's a response from her, but she doesn't seem like the kind of person that will, can respond to every single thing someone does to her. Cause I feel like after the Tiger King came out, I feel like she was getting loads of heat. I think she's the kind of person that's like, you know what? I'm not looking at the comments. I'm just cracking on with my, uh, light with my tiger and my lion zoo. And, uh, yeah, do my little lives here and there. Sometimes that's the best thing to do, mate. You know, um, oh, Nick, uh, I looked at the comments once for the Trek stuff I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, but that's never, because never the, like, the problem is with stuff like anything that's got like fanatical fans, you know, yeah. that's what you're going to get. Post not scroll is what they say. You know, yeah. if you use social yeah, media, post don't scroll. Yeah, we will end up scrolling because that's little, kind of, yeah. Can have a little, I, I mean, scrolling, 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 scrolling. scrolling. Nah, I don't, yeah, I don't go scrolling. I don't go that far, but I'll have a little cheeky look. I like, I'll, 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 sometimes I like to just gauge like the, whether the content's going the right way, but I think the algorithms just throw you what they think you want to see. But boy, yeah, yeah. with Trek stuff, mispronunciation, and you know me, I'm terrible with certain normal English words. You, I couldn't even say monster for a while. I used no. to say monster. 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 Yeah. So yeah. Um, that, that, that Star Trek lark, you know what I mean? It's a good thing that I'm not involved with any of that because pff, let me tell you, mate, Star Trek, Star Wars, that shit's all the same to me straight away. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, don't let me clip that and send that, boy. They will get so you like just, the beehive. It's just, it's just start like sending mad. you that emoji. They start getting the uh, yeah, emoji. All, all of this stuff, and then like Klingons and, and bloody Millennium Falcons and <sighs> like what's the one? The Enterprise. That's the one on Star Star Trek, isn't it? You're a trigger master, mate. You're a trigger master. You should have said Star Wars Enterprise. That's the one on Star Wars. Yeah, and the Klingons. Beat yeah, me Star up, Wars. Scotty and all of that <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Do you know? Do you know he never actually said beam me up, Scotty? He always said two to beam up. He, he never actually said the words beam me up, Scotty. There beam go, me so up, fact, Scotty. Yeah, he does. He Everybody knows he, he does. I don't Whatever. think he actually says it in the original series. No, Again, this say. is like Peep Show. Again, on <laughs> Peep Show, um, Jeremy is watching Jaws and he, he says... He says, the shark is called Jaws. And then Mark's like, no, the shark is not called Jaws. The film is called Jaws. And he's like, no, it's Jaws, the bloody shark. He's got big Jaws. He's called Jaws. But it's true. The shark's not actually called Jaws, isn't it? So I take it you've been watching Peep Show then, Nick? Oh, no, I haven't, I haven't watched it lately, actually. But I'm just, a, I'm the biggest Peep Show stan. I almost did it when I went on Mastermind. I almost did it as my um, specialist subject because uh, I love it so much. You should have, man. But I mean, actually, you did go with a, a a subject that you are good at, though. You did, was it grind yeah. you did go for? They, it? Yeah. So, like, what, how it works is they they want you to submit more than one subject. So before you go on, they're like, "What would you do?" And you submit like three, and then they say, "We think you should do this one." So it's kind of a, a little bit of I'm I'm ruining the magic of TV here because they are your selections, but essentially the TV show still picks from your selections which ones they want you to do. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. I reckon the researchers go, yeah, ain't heard of that. Ain't heard of that. Oh yeah, heard of that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. we can do research well, on well, that. It's, it's also partly to do with like, so my my suggestions were Peep Show, um, Grime, and Attitude Era in WWE. Sick. But somebody had done the Attitude Era um, not that long ago. You know, one of Sam or Mark from um, CBBC, one of yeah. those guys did the Attitude Era. 
Um, and then for Peep Show, I think somebody had done it, you know, whereas Grime noted, like, I think, I, I think, I've, I think I'm the first and only person who's been on Mastermind and has done Grime. <laughs> sick, sick. And you did all right though, didn't you? Yeah, I did okay in the, in the Grime round and then the, the general knowledge came along and just, well, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> was it, was it, were there any questions where you knew it at the time, but the pressure yeah. started getting to you and it kind of threw you? The, 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 the one that like, sticks to my, there was one where Halle Berry was the answer. I can't remember the exact question, but I knew. Buffest ting in movies um, in the late 90s and early yeah. 2000s. That was, that was the question, <laughs> isn't it? It, it, it? And then the one that I definitely knew, which I'm just so annoyed, even to this day, this is like, what, maybe two or three years later? I can't even remember how long ago it was. It was about the answer was the Amazon River, right? And the question, the question started with which river in South America, and any question that starts with that is going to be the Amazon. Like mm. it's the it, it, that that is what it, they're not going to ask you some mad random obscure you know river in South America. Yeah, uh, and I, I was just flustered because I'd already passed on a question before and I weren't thinking straight and blah blah blah. And yeah, I'm still pissed about it. Yeah, I can, I can see the energy in your face, bruv. It's one yeah. of them ones, though, isn't it? But in the heat of the moment, what can you do, man? What can you do? But, um, Time's gone. It was a moment exactly, in time. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Before I let you fly, though, Nick, I've got to say, you and I clearly still haven't had a haircut. I don't think I'm going to get one for a little while, bro. I'm loving it a lot, like, though. For, for me, like, yeah, I can tell you've obviously got the, the kind of rem, the beginnings of an afro. Um, you, you're going to go for the full, you know, round? Is that what you're going for? Yeah, I'm just going to flip my headphones are over the top. So I'm going to flip them down. So I'm showing it yeah. to Nick. I'm current. I currently look like an old, like an ANC's microphone. That's what I think I look like at the moment. <laughs> um, but it's yeah. looking good though. Looking healthy. Like for me, like the 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 top. I I haven't had the top cut for years anyway. Um, yeah. So even when I was getting haircuts, I'd never get the top done. I'd only get the sides and the back done. But um, I'm thinking about just growing that now because if we don't, if you don't grow it now. My question is, when will you do it? Because now we've got like a bit of an excuse to do it. Um, you know, whenever we do a lot of things, it's on Zoom. Uh, so the quality is not exactly the same. So like your, your hair doesn't need to be the sharpest anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to see how long. I, I, this will probably be the last time I do it in my life. You know what I mean? If I'm being real, because yeah this shit don't last forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> so there's, there's nothing worse that... than someone with long hair or plaits, but you can see like the hair at the end of the plaits is really healthy, but the hair that's next to the scalp is like gray and falling out. And like, you that's can tell they've not got any hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the one. Like it, you, you can't do this forever. So, you know, I mean, my still in my early thirties now. So, um, this probably be the last time I do it. So why the hell not? I'm going to go for it. And also, like, it's acceptable. Everybody gets that you haven't got a haircut. It's not like people are like, mm-hmm. I like it when yeah. you had a haircut, Mark. So I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not going to the barbers because I don't feel it's COVID safe. And they're like, we respect yeah. that. Yeah, you. I don't want man breathing all over me while I'm sitting in that chair. You know what I mean? Bruv, your barber is probably the person that gets physically the closest to you after your other half. Yeah. 100%. They touch yeah. your face in ways that your missus don't. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Like even my housemate who I live with, like your barber mm. gets closer than your housemate. Well, maybe yeah. not some people because you know <laughs> they might be having affairs with their housemates or whatever. You know, we can't speak for everybody. <laughs> but you know, generally, you yeah. know, it's wild. You can tell if your barber's not brushed their teeth properly that day. You could. That's how close they are to your yeah. fate. And or if they're if not getting that close, they're not doing their job right. 
or if they haven't washed their hands after eating their lunch. You know what I mean? Start I smelling say like mad like tacos and that. You're like, what, what's that smell? Hey, bruv, did you stand up when you wiped your yeah. ass? Because you've got shit smelling fingers, bruv. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, the fa- you were talking about fans before. The footy fans, they must be pretty frantic because it's quite a weird time in sports right now, isn't it? And we know you do loads of presenting with Arsenal and stuff like that. So what are, what are they like online at the moment? Well, Arsenal fans just the same as ever. Irrational Sad, and upset. just... Yeah, just Depressed. like out here. Yeah. But um, yeah, it is weird. Like, you know, I've been doing the Arsenal... I've been presenting the Arsenal match day show now for a while. Um, and obviously, normally, I do it from the Emirates Stadium, home or away. They've got like a green screen studio in the Emirates and, and you know, you're surrounded by 60,000 people in the stadium and all of that. But now I'm doing that show the same show but from downstairs where my studio setup is (laughs) like in my house and that's the weird thing because I'm also doing my five live radio show from home as well the only radio show that I don't do from home or the only thing that I don't do from home is my one extra show um for that I'm still going into new broadcasting house but I've got the I've got the facilities downstairs to do it from home but they're they're less trusting uh, and they don't Mm. want people doing it from home but it is a really weird feeling like when you're going on air to you know thousands of people who are listening to you um or watching you and you're just sitting downstairs in your house you know that's one thing that i still haven't really got used to um because i guess you know there's youtubers and people who are who do that all the time um but it's 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 different being on a national radio station because being a youtuber is is like you've always been out on your own from the very start and your fan base has grown and it's, it's your thing. And part of your thing is that you you do stuff from your home. Whereas like a national radio station, especially radio five live, it's a news and sports station where like, you know, if there's a, if there was a war or, you know, some mad stuff going on in, in the house of commons in the house of commons, people would tune into radio five live. So to be able to present on that station from home is bizarre. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Must be quite an experience, man. Yeah, it's interesting, though. But it's good to know that Kit nowadays, you said for years, like, oh, you know, we've got Kit good enough that you could record a show from home. And no one's really been willing to take the jump we've had a few exceptions that we've heard of in broadcasting that work from home but now the fact that you are doing it from home it's it's sounding good nick like it's yeah. not sounding out of place you're not sounding like you're recording shows on a potato it totally. sounds proper like so like at the same time is it quite freeing as well to know that you don't have to wear trousers when you're doing your show i guess you can just roll yeah. in in your boxes well, and slippers well, I'm wearing my, I'm wearing a pair of shorts now, uh, like at the moment, mm-hmm. and like basically, I like live in these sliders. Done though. Like, <laughs> like, so when I'm doing my show, I'm in, I mean, I'm either in shorts and tracksuit bottoms and these sliders. But like that would never happen if I was doing it in a studio. If I was, you know, ha- yeah. and and for my five live show as well, I should point out that most of the time I have to go to Manchester, um, and I live in London. So normally on a Saturday night. I'll have to go on the train all the way to Manchester, stay in Manchester Saturday night, do the radio show Sunday morning, then come back to London Sunday afternoon. Um, and that takes up a huge chunk of time, as you can imagine. Now that's totally gone. Like now, yeah. literally, I wake up in the morning, Sunday morning, I'm just pottering around here in my drum, eating and eating my porridge and all of that, get in the shower, jump out, go downstairs, do the radio show, and it's just, it's much better. Like, and I think what we're going to see now, not just in broadcasting, um, but in all aspects of life, we're going to see working from home and remote working and, and things like that become more and more of a, a general accepted thing. And I, I personally, I think that's a good thing. And, and we're seeing that in the, again, I don't want to turn this into a finance podcast now, but we're seeing that in the, the housing market in, in London, um, especially the rental market. People aren't, taking up new leases in london because why do you want to live in london the main reason that people the main reasons the two main reasons that people live in london because it's if you're listening to this you don't live in london it is astronomically expensive to live in london if you live in new york it's, it's on par with you know people who live in new york mm-hmm. right the two reasons people live in london one to be able to commute to their job easily or two the social element of living in london the bars the clubs the theaters you know all of that crap both of those things are gone now there's no nobody's going to work really some people are don't get me wrong you know i'm not going to say everybody's uh, working from home but a lot of office workers essentially are working from home you know bankers working from home so they ain't commuting in um and then the social side of it they're trying to reopen theaters and trying to reopen this and that but who feels confident to go to those places because I know I don't. I used to work in a cinema, right? And when I was at uni. And um, unless things have drastically changed, seats ain't getting cleaned after every use and stuff like that. And I don't want to sound like a germaphobe because, you know, but that is what it is. You know, that, that needs to happen now. So, yeah, back to my original point. People now aren't taking up leases in London and they're moving like to 
Hertfordshire. They're moving to like the, the counties around London. So they'll go to Hertfordshire, they'll go to Surrey, they'll go to Essex, they'll go to um, Middlesex, you know, whatever, because they can get, a, for what they're paying for like a, a room in London, they can get an actual flat in a lot of these places. And you can't blame them. Plus, if this all kicks off again and you need to socially distance, I'll be honest, it's, it's hard in certain parts of central London to socially distance, yeah. even with the best intentions. Bro, it's mad. Like, you know, it, it also, not, not only that, um, you can get garden. Gardens are going to be a big thing. One of the, I was reading a property article the other day and they're saying people are moving away from London because you're working from home. So you need more space to have a work area. So it can't just be your room. You know mm. what I mean? In, in London, people live in a room and then they've got a communal dining room or a communal um, living room. You can't work from home in those situations because it's not professional. You need to be doing Zoom calls and all that crap and you can't have your housemates and stuff behind you. Um, well, you can, but it don't really look good. So people are moving further out so that they've got more space so they can work from home. But also, if there's a second wave, we don't know if there is going to be, you know, some people are saying, oh, there will be, there will be, there will be. Some people are saying there won't be. Don't know who to believe. I'm not a scientist, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. But if there is a second wave, people want outdoor space, bruv. Gardens, so important, you know, um, and that's what we're seeing. So there may be a dip in the property market in the not too distant future. Who knows? Definitely looking like it's going to be a buyer's market right now. Again, this ain't a property podcast, but if people all it's going to take and is now is people going oh i need to sell the house need to sell the house i can't be we need to sell the house before the house prices drop they take that little offer that's a little bit lower somebody else hears that house prices are a bit lower in this area they someone comes along starts putting in obnoxiously low offers and people get even more nervous like shit they're only offering me you know 95 90 percent of what my asking price is i better just get rid of it quick boom yeah the the mental like the 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 house of cards falls and then we're going to be in a very interesting situation but I mean, the positives that we can take out of this is that big companies that have said in the past it will take three years to implement remote working have had to do it within three weeks. It's, it's, and we it's can, so good. We yeah. can do it, bruv. I'm, I'm like glad. It. I'm glad. Like certain things, obviously I'm not glad for a global pandemic where, you know, thousands of people have died. That's, that's, that's terrible. Of but course. Like, it, it, in terms of like the silver linings i guess the slim silver linings that are out there one of them that's come out of this is is that exactly what you say you know being able to work remotely and work from home now is the norm and it's accepted and i feel like that should have been the case before anyway for work life balance yeah you know you think back to what people were doing before you know some people were commuting into london which would take an hour so they they'd leave their house maybe at 7am get into work at 8 then they'd work until six, commute back home for an hour so they wouldn't get home until seven, half seven. Mm. You know, most people weren't getting home in time to put their kids to bed and blah, blah, blah. You know, all of that's going to change. So I think in terms of work-life balance, we're better off. But, you know, a byproduct of what's happened is some businesses, if you work in an office, it's cool. Um, You know, but some businesses don't operate that way and yeah, most man. people have lost their jobs yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's obviously massively unfortunate as well 100%. so um who knows what's going to happen but uh like i say there are some silver linings to what what's happening in the world at the moment but um hopefully you know by the time we, we next speak on this podcast it'll be very very different what's going on out there and you know we might actually be in the studio behind you who knows <laughs> Well, you know what? I, it was a. I might as well be honest. Like, I, it made me think about wants and needs a lot. 
like this because obviously as like a you know owner of 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 my own businesses and and like you know your businessman yourself you have to be where you operate in 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 your job as a broadcaster it makes you think about what resources do you need what and then the studio is quite an interesting one because i was like you know it's a it's great place to have but we are all able to record and i just thought you know what not really going to be able to invite a guest if we if we can start doing guest interviews again i can't really invite them over to my gaff to do a recording but then on the other flip side i was like but people are so used to recording from zoom like zooms and stuff from home like you know we could yeah. had the episode with shaggy he just done it in his one of his many studios that he has in his new york apartment so it's quite interesting as businesses like you said for ones where you just need straight office work you know working from home is great it saves resources there's more space on public transport have happier stuff whatever but then there's other businesses that require physical interaction to operate and they're struggling so man i'll make you right on all of that nick man how did yeah. we get into this such such a serious but you know relevant spiral of conversation no, but sometimes, you know, yeah, go on. Some, sometimes these, these conversations need to be had, innit? Like, always, always. We, we, we love, you know, pissing around on this podcast and having a laugh. Like, <laughs> but equally, we, the serious shit is there, you know. Yeah, man. And yeah. anybody listening to this to, you know, maybe going through some shit, going through, you know, the ringer with COVID and all that, hopefully this shit gets sorted fast and, yeah, man. you know, you get out of that hole because it's horrible what's going on out there and the quicker we can get back to some kind of normal because as things are man you know these people that think we're going to just spring back to where we were before all this that that's that's unfortunately you know not going to happen until there's some kind of medication or vaccine or whatever it is um but you know until that time let's try and get back to some kind of normality and hopefully um we just get control of the uh the disease and less and less people die which is what we're seeing now you know the, the downward trend is is good in a lot of places and um you know hopefully that will continue 100 percent, man keep wearing your masks keep washing your hands i'm yeah. with you on that stuff man uh, before i let you go nick uh i am interested though you did say you had some good kit like what are you using to record from because ace kind of let us know what he has he's got a a, a roadcaster desk he's got a few i got a road mic he's taught us a few for a bit of his kit but i'm just curious what are you using to record with what right now or oh yeah, well, right yeah. right now you're using a uh does it a samsung q2 u youtube u that's q, what it is, q2 yeah. u yeah yeah, yeah, yeah because because you dropped it around my house <laughs> so uh, this isn't that, a product plug this yeah. is <laughs> no sponsorship thing um, that, that's, yeah. that's that's how you know but downstairs the reason i'm doing this because i'm in my bedroom at the moment yeah, that's yeah, why there's yeah. trainers and stuff behind me but my um Flossing. my my setup is 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 downstairs with my housemate who you know this is like relevant to what we were just talking about people working from home my housemate works for a domestic violence charity so she's working from home at the moment and she works in the same room that my setup's in um so down there i've got um roadcaster again road must have made so much pee in this lockdown they mr road must be sitting there like what is lockdown this lockdown's been yeah, you know what i mean this lockdown's yeah. been all right you know? um long may it continue because yeah. you know as soon as this, this lockdown happened i wanted to buy a roadcaster anyway i had my eye on one for time but you know when it's like it's a little bit like what you were saying about companies who said uh, remote working would take three years and now they've done it in three months that's a little bit like me with my studio before all this happened i didn't have anything I had nothing. Like I had all. The, I had the ideas because also I'm waiting to move as well. I'm I'm, I'm moving house hopefully soon. Um, it's a little bit up in the air at the moment because of what's going on in the world. But Jeez. yeah. Anyway, the, the, so I was like, well, I'm not going to get this studio until I move, and then I'll put a studio together and blah blah blah. But obviously, needs must. You know, mm. I've had to buy everything. Now I got like 
I got like lights, and, you know, just, just, just everything. Um, mm. So downstairs I've got the roadcaster uh, and then plugged into the roadcaster. I've got the SM7B, like what you're using right there. Um, and I've got the, the, the road PSA um, arm. Is that, is that, is that what you're using there? I, I can't remember. Really uh, no, I'm just using a cheap, um, I think it's just a pulse, like just a, just a, a regular straight arm that I've got on a tripod. Is that PSAs behind you though, that you've got in the studio? Yeah. Oh yeah. In the, stu- oh, in the real studio that's actually yeah, yeah. behind me. Yeah. That in that picture, yeah. it's, the, <laughs> it's uh, I think it's, yeah, it's the PSAs we've got with the table clip side clip instead of drilling a hole through the desk. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the same here. I haven't, I haven't drilled the hole uh, through the desk. Um, because I'm not going to do that because that's mad. Um, and then aside from that, um, I'm running most things through my laptop because you can go into the Rodecaster from your laptop. The good thing about the Rodecaster Pro um, that people may not know is they had a firmware update recently. Um, and in that update, basically the, the meters on the, on the screen, you can set it to broadcast mode. So it looks, so you get the, um, you know, the proper broadcast meters. So, you know, that you're not clipping audio and stuff like that. Uh, and also it's got yeah. a, uh, if you're, if you're running, say for me and you plugged this conversation that we're having now on Zoom on our laptops, well, I don't know what you've got, I'm on, I'm on a laptop. Yeah. Um, if I plugged this into my Rodecaster, there's a mix minus um, for the USB channel so that um, you won't hear yourself back, whereas that never used to be there because when the Rodecaster came out, it wasn't made for people plugging into it from their computer. It was made um, to record in person. Mm if you know what I mean. So four people in a room recording and then like phone calls. That's why it's got the phone channels. But the USB channel just gives you a lot more flexibility and opens up a world of possibilities. So the mix minus there is really important. Google it if you don't know what mix minus is. It's nerdy, so I don't want to go into too much detail. Um, And then the uh, other thing that came in the update, which is great for me because I'm a a radio broadcaster, is... um, when you fade up any of the mic channels, there's the option for your monitors to cut. And for me, when they brought that out, because I'd been talking to somebody about like, how can I get a piece of kit that goes in between the roadcaster and my monitors that when I fade the mic up, it will cut the monitors and it's just getting mad complicated because I wanted it to be like a radio studio. I wanted it to be as much yeah. like the radio studios at work as possible. Because that's what happens when, when I'm at Radio 1 and 1 Extra. If you fade up the microphone, the monitor's cut. You know mm. what I mean? And they just put that update in and I was like, you guys have smashed this for me. So now I'm just gassed when I fade up my mic. It's like, cut. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> boy, imagine the studio at home. You, get you just need a little um, red light that you put on as well. That's what you want. It's so good. Um, speaking of monitors, actually, um, I've got the, um, the, I use the IK Multimedia Minis. You know, the, the are they called IK Multimedia Minis? Um, I bought them a little while back. So, uh, IK is it KRK? No, no, uh, iLoud Micro, iLoud Micro. So right. it's IK Multimedia. You know, they're the oh, same nice. people that make, um, you know, the iRig. Okay, yeah, you plug yeah, in, yeah. You plug, you can make your, you can, and the iStream and all of that. Uh, so I use the IK Multimedia, iLoud micros they're basically the size of the good thing about them right is they're around the size of do you remember when you used to you'll remember this marcus you're a similar age to me like your first pc that you had at home 
which was the family PC and it was like all in a box and it's <laughs> yeah. like in the, in the box you would have the, the tower, the, the big ass monitor and it would come with speakers mm. and the speakers were about like, I don't know, like that big. Yes. Um, and, and that these are like the same size. So they've played on, um, old, like PC speakers essentially, but they're way better. They were like, there's, there's people that use them, um, to mix tunes when they're mastering tunes and stuff like that. Well, they sound so that good. Wow. They're powerful. They're not quite as good, um, you know, as the, the really high spec monitors that you can get out there. Um, but, you know, some people use them as a secondary mixing speaker and stuff like that so that, you know, they'll listen to it on their expensive uh, monitor and then they'll also listen to it on these ones as well. Because realistically, I'm not producing music, so I didn't need them to do that job. I literally needed it. It's, it's self-indulgent, really. I don't need them, if I'm being honest, because as a, as a broadcaster um, who's on talk radio, so Five Live, my show is speech. So we're talking for the whole time. So the mic's up the whole time. So really nothing's coming out of the speakers. The reason I got the speakers in the first place was before we go live, my producer likes to talk to me and stuff like that. Uh, so to, to make it so that I didn't have to wear the headphones all the time and be wedded to the desk, I got these speakers so that if I, could, if I was in the kitchen and my producer's like, Nick, are you there? Like I can hear her chatting to me. <laughs> When you got a mouthful of hot chocolate hobnobs, yeah, Basically. yeah, 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 yeah. Wait a minute, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the the setup's really, really, really good. Uh, and I managed to buy a. Um, this is so extra. The desk that I've got is um, I bought the the electric uh, desk from IKEA. You know the one that goes up and down. Um, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but like basically. Um, I, I, I bought it because again, our desks at work, the broadcast desks at work, you've got yeah. the ability to stand up or sit down when you're broadcasting. So uh, I went to Ikea and I just got this desk and it's sick. I mean, I, I only ever use it sitting down. <laughs> it's again, mad self-indulgent, but like, I just wanted the, beca- it, you know? the Bacant, I think it is. I just did a quick Google. Bacant, I'm looking at no, it. No. Is it's it not two. it? Um, All right. It's um, Ikea stand up desk. I'll be able to find it. Right you know, not ain't cheap, oh Nick. You know, Nick Bright's doing all right, mate. I'll tell you that for free. Uh-huh. You know, mate. Is the I wouldn't need. To, I would have got the wound up one. It's like half the price. Yeah, the wound. The, I wanted the electric <laughs> one just so you could like, yeah, floss on them. It's the. You can't really floss with wind up. What's it called? That. I I descend. I descend. But you can't really floss if anything's wind, wind up or wind down. I remember my first car and yeah. I like want to lean over and like wind down the window and like, you know, check a lady. It's not sexy when you're going. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and also in, in, my, in my first car, I had, I had the wind up windows, but I also had the, uh, you know, the little like r- weird thing on the seat to make the seat like go backwards and forwards. It used to be like a, like a thing that you had to twist yeah. because it was yeah. behind you. It was like, it was so awkward. To, it was never easy. It was like mad hard. <laughs> And you, it, was, it, was, it, was, yeah. it was the worst thing. Now, yeah. now you just got like a little lever, and you go, yeah. like, no aircon as well, oh, no. <laughs> mate. There was no swag in my first car. It was so swagless. There's no way I could step out of that looking or feeling cool in any way, bruv. But it's a my learning experience, isn't it? Had no aircon and no power steering. That was the big <sighs> one for me. The no power steering. If you were trying to move that steering wheel, if the if the car wasn't moving. You're, you would look like arms Corleone, bruv, after, <laughs> after just doing one bit of parallel parking. 
madness madness uh also your studio looked like it had some sexy lighting in there i did see a picture on the ground where it looks like you got some custom arsenal colored light in there bruv yeah well it's 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 not it's not uh arsenal light it's, it's basically i got the um light the hue phillips hue light strips mm-hmm. and i just put them down the back of the desk um because i've got phillips hue in my in my house anyway in in this room now i've got got a lamp over there the main light and a lamp over there mm. uh, just so I can make it feel like I'm in the Sahara and all of that crap that you can do on <laughs> Philips Hue. Um, and yeah, I just, I, 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 again, I'm just trying to replicate as much as possible a budget version of the studios at work, you know, with the mood lighting and all of that crap. Uh, I've even managed to buy a, uh, this is like nothing because basically any podcast anywhere has done this now, but you know, the um, little on-air light, that you can yeah. get that just says on air. I bought one of those. Oh, um, nice. So yeah, it doesn't, unfortunately, unlike at work, there's no way of making that come on when I fade the microphone up. Haven't managed to, uh, you know, get that advanced yet. So it's just one that's on all the time. I think we'll see if we can hook you up. I think there might be a way around that, Nick. I also think it's the best narkiest way to let your flatmate know you're on air if they ever walk in by accident. You just hold the light up to them and go, Ugh. On the air, <laughs> but she's pretty. Like, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she kind of just knows when I'm. She can just hear me talking crap in there. So she she yeah. she knows. That's the only thing because like I got a mad loud voice in it. So like if I'm just like doing stuff in there, um, she's like trying to watch TV next door, and I'm like, yeah. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, it's work though, isn't it? But yeah, man, no, look, honestly, it looks really cool, man. I've been seeing how the studio looks and I think part of it is getting into a vibe and making your space. One thing I've noticed about working from home is it's hard to differentiate between working space and non-working space. So yeah. by doing that, you've got a little working vibe and then when you, de- when you de-rig or turn everything off or shut it down, then that space now becomes a 100%. home space. Because for yeah. me, I find it very hard to switch off without a change in space. So I, yeah. I could be, laptops there. Do you know what I mean? So I can do work. Do you know what I mean? At any point. So I'm like, fuck, I need to send that file. So instead of doing it tomorrow, I open up the laptop, crack on. That's why people say, you know, before all this working from home, they find it really hard to be motivated, but it's all about um, having a working space from home. Um, Mm. And if you can, this is, it goes back to our conversation about being outside London or, you know, moving to a bigger property. If you can have that working space in a different room to your chilling space, um so my working space like i said is in the dining room in this in this house which is kind of like the it's like a little area that you walk through to get to the kitchen so mm. i would never sit in there any other time than when i'm working it's not mm. not it's not in the same area as the living room the living room's next door you know what i mean so if i'm chilling in the living room it don't feel like i'm in the work zone yeah i hear that man i hear that totally i hear that totally Man, it's a, it's going to be a very interesting, it's a very interesting just having this conversation with you three months into lockdown and we had a chat kind of right at the start and how our mindsets have kind of changed around the whole scenario. Before I remember us just going, oh my God, we're eating all the biscuits. It's mad. It's jokes. I don't know what's going on. And now we're like, look, we've actually found ways to do things. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So it's interesting to see, like you, should, like you just said, like what our conversation is going to be like when we next catch up and kind of go through where we are with this whole lockdown situation, man, because it's interesting. Also, one thing I'll leave you with this and I'll leave the, the audience with this as well. Working from home, if you can successfully sort that out where you don't need to go into your office, you now, bearing in mind, yeah, you might have to get up at odd times of day. You could work from anywhere that has internet. Yeah. You could work from LA. You could work in France. So that kind of 
in terms of what you said about de- decentralization, but the, the kind of the, the change of London being a hub, it's not just that you can literally go, you could be in Tuscany, bruv. I could be yeah. in Nigeria. As long as I got broadband, this, what, what's the difference right now with, with regards Get to what we from Abuja, bruv. Hey, no, Lagos hey. and Abuja. Oh, hey, listen, yeah. you know it's popping off. Um, but yeah, oh, someone's exhaust popping off outside the yard. But anyway, um, look, Nick, I'm going to let you go now. Where can we find you? Where should we look for you? Um, best bet is social media, mate. Uh, Nick Bright DJ on mm. Twitter and then just to complicate things it's just Nick Bright on Instagram because we, but there is there is a there is a Nick Bright on Twitter and you guys don't stop bombarding poor Nick because um, he listens to the show actually so <laughs> yeah, so does. big up big up Shout Nick, Nick um, Bright, uh, good name firstly great name um, great name but secondly like I, I feel sorry for him because <laughs> I think it's because like you do stuff on Insta and then when you push it through to Twitter because you tag me as Nick Bright on Insta and then yeah. it goes through to Twitter He's just getting bare notifications <laughs> and he's just like, oh, leave me alone. He's not blessing me. He's so polite. He's like, I think you guys got the wrong Nick. And he says it like politely, like it's the first time every time. And I feel like if yeah, I was, yeah. if I was him by now, I'd just be like tagging you or I'd just be like fucking like replying back going, uh, guys. But really what he should do is he should do the gentlemanly thing and swap tags with you. That's what you should do. Nick. But if Bright, he's not just a DJ, it. Then, it won't, then it won't make sense. Yeah, I know. But you know what? Just, Help out our Nick Bright. Let, let's, you know what? For a favor, help out a broadcaster by keeping everything on his socials nice and streamlined. Like, I'm not saying, Nick, you've lost work because people can't find you on so, so, certain social media channels. I'm just saying it would be easier to find you if everything was the same. So, Nick Bright on Twitter, just have a think about it, mate. Maybe, Maybe. we'll even bring you on the show for a discussion because I feel like we've talked about you so much, it'll be rude not to have you on the show maybe though maybe and again i don't know this maybe nick bright on twitter has been like hoovering up voiceover work and <laughs> hoovering up like work that was meant for me yes. and then he's just blagging it opportunist yes, he's dropping <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't blame him that's what i'd be doing <laughs> i'd be like yeah 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 i'm nick bright yeah that'd be flipping wicked if you're like yeah nintendo want you to do some more work and you're like nintendo i ain't worked with him for ages yeah yeah you did a job for them last week but <laughs> Love the new voice, by the way. Great voice, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I love the role you managed to change it. I mean, it's, it's just really... Most voice actors can't do that, but you sound like a totally different person. <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, Nick, I just want to say thank you very much for being a part of How to Kill an Hour, man. Uh, look, I know we're only 100 episodes in, but we're award-winning right now. <laughs> you know episodes. what I mean? <laughs> this lie. We're only like 300 episodes in, but we've saved 100 for this. <laughs> I, saved 100. I said I wanted to save 100 for a special time. And look, this is very special. But on a serious note, thanks for being part of the family, man. And like, long may How to Kill an Hour continue, man, because uh, there's certainly loads of new ways that we can kill time out there, man. And uh, I think tech is more important than ever, really, at this yeah. moment in time. So, yeah. Cheers, yeah, big bro. up you lot for what you're doing. Also, big up Billy, even Dirty though boy. I don't know whether he's listening to this or or, or what, but hold, hold tight, Bill. Um, I mean, I don't know whether he's listening to this right now as we, we record <laughs> um, or, or what. But yeah, um, keep listening to How to Kill an Hour because it's, I mean, you ain't got anything else to do. You know I, I mean? think that's a great <laughs> strap line. That's going to be our new one. In fact, we'll use that at the end of this show. So yeah, I'll be Marcus Bronzy. Yeah, I've been Nick Bright. And yeah, keep killing time out there and keep listening to the show because there's nothing else better to do. Bless. Stop pretending you want to go to the pub <laughs> and get that pint of Corona. <laughs> oh, fuck. Let's stop now. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> hey. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.